Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. Okay. Good afternoon. Normally at this time, uh, I would say something witty or funny. Dana would chime in, maybe cackle. There's nothing funny to talk about. But we are going to get through this day because we are Kansas City. And I've been on, and I know you have as well, Dana, I've been on more radio shows than I care to count today. And I've shared the same message. I've probably said it 50 times to this morning. I was on in Indianapolis. I was on in St. Louis. Um, I hate I hate it when people like are hashtag Boston strong. I said that yesterday. Or hashtag Kansas City strong. We know that we are strong. I'm sick and tired of the hashtag. Um, we are here to help you understand a little bit about what happened. Help you vent. Yesterday to help you vent, because quite frankly, I said this on the BBC last night. Scott, I was on the BBC at 11 p.m. last night. <laughs> I said, this town is pissed. Did you speak in your English accent? Yes, I did. Uh, good evening. And we're here to be a space for you to do that. Okay, and I think it's so soon after this evil has knocked on our door. Um, I I just want to remind everybody there's plenty of time to unpack the questions you all have. Could we have done something different outside of 850 law enforcement officers there, including snipers, the FBI, the ATF and Homeland Security? There's plenty of time to unpack those questions Today, it's important for Scott, uh, for myself, for Sam, um, to give you information as we know it. We have a longtime retired police captain and friend of the program, Mark Turman, is going to join us to talk a little bit about the response. 2.30. The mayor is coming on to talk about the city's response and the crisis helpline that is being offered for anyone You might not even know today you need help, but in the coming days, there are going to be people who need help processing what it was they saw, okay? Mm -hmm. People that are not firefighters or paramedics or we had a nurse calling yesterday crying, and she said, this is what I do for a living. I can't unsee what I saw yesterday. Mm -hmm. We have Jackson County Prosecutor Jean Peters Baker coming on at 430 to talk about where the investigation is at this point. And then we have a local renowned child psychiatrist coming on at 530. It was very important for me today 
to start the conversation about mental health, Scott. I had one of my best friends last night. I met her for a glass of wine after work. And she said that her daughter said to her, what, what's the point if we can't even go to a parade? Mm. She said to me, how do I even answer that question? We're going to help you with those questions at 530. Real quick, uh, Children's, uh, Children's Mercy Hospital has just started a news conference. Let's join it live. As they came. We had teams located at Adele Hall, and they executed flawlessly. I want to thank each and every one of them from the bottom of my heart for doing what they do best and bringing our A game. It's their commitment to the community, to the kids, and to every single one of us that makes us an amazing place to be, Children's Mercy and Kansas City. I want to make sure that the teams that were on site understand that the way those kids came to us, triaged beautifully, packaged, allowed us to treat every single one of them in a manner that nobody else can do. The tragedy in this community was met with strength, compassion, and absolute preparedness, and I could never have been more proud. Thank you guys for being here, and I'd like to introduce Dr. Stephanie Burris, who is our Chief Wellbeing Officer for our Center for Wellbeing. Hi, y'all. Thanks, everybody, for having me today. Uh, in the aftermath of yesterday, we know that our community is struggling, our kids are struggling, as is our healthcare workforce. No celebration should be ended in a violent act. As you may know, our healthcare workforce has been tr struggling for quite some time. COVID just brought all that to light. And so events like yesterday really bring home that we need to support our healthcare workforce. And that is part of my role and my team's role in the Center for Wellbeing is making sure all of those first responders and all those amazing healthcare workers that responded yesterday with grace and dignity and to their best of their ability and their training. We are all grieving as you are. Many of our staff have young children and they were concerned about where they were at and couldn't locate them. Yet they showed up and they, take, they took care of the kids in the best way they knew how. Now our role is to support them. We are all grieving and will grieve in different ways. Some are heartbroken today, some will be heartbroken next week, some will be in a month. And we have resources here to help them, and that's what makes Children's Mercy so magical, is that we have those resources. We have our team on site offering in-person and virtual one-to-one -one support sessions. We have our wonderful facility dogs that we are blessed to have that are here providing staff support and comfort, as well as many other resources available. Now I want to introduce Dr. Shayla Sullivan, who is a child and adolescent psychologist or psychiatrist here at Children's Mercy in our developmental and behavioral health. Thank you all for being here. Um, I'm here really to help provide some guidance on how to talk to your children through this senseless tragedy. And I want to just acknowledge that I don't have any magic. I don't have any magical words. I struggled with this conversation with my own children last night. All of us are tired of having this conversation. So I want to encourage you to do what you can. And one of those most important pieces is to be present. We are all very busy, and we are all really struck by this awful tragedy like so many other communities across the nation have experienced. 
We need to turn off our media at times. We need to set our phones down and we need to be there for our kids. We need to listen first. Your natural tendency may be to talk because that's what mine is, but really listening to our kids and what their fears are, what their questions are, and making sure we understand what they know before jumping in and sharing more information with them. This is hard, so please do take care of yourselves in this process, and please don't hesitate to reach out for help. Um, on our website, we have some guidance for parents, so I encourage you to look at that. But what one big message I would have is to seek help if you think you might need it, as opposed to waiting, because we never want to wait. All of the resources that we've talked about are available on our website for those of you who are watching and is, are available for our team as well. I wanted to thank our entire community and all of you for the outpouring of love and support that we've received. Um, it makes it one of the amazing reasons that we work here and I could not be more thankful. So we're happy to take some questions if you have any. How extraordinary is it to have so many young patients, young gunshot victims coming all at once? I, I pause extraordinary I'm not sure I would use the word but I think the question is well placed it's um, something we prepare for honestly all the time uh, whether that's through simulation whether that's through training and when we knew they were coming we mobilize in a way that you think you're only going to have to practice for and so when they came we were ready with multiple teams standing waiting to do what we needed to do and to focus on their physical health first um, and then of course that's just a first step the next step is now the mental health pieces that will come after Stephanie, can you help us clarify the extent of the injuries of some of the children and then earlier today Thorne said the youngest group eight years old we're hearing six mm -hmm. So what I can tell you is just the nine gunshot wounds. The other ones were what we would call incidental injury. Um, and I would tell you that they were from ages six up. Uh, and the six-year-old, I cannot comment on which injury they had. You mentioned uh, the struggling workforce in the past. Can you speak to if that played a role at all in what happened? I know, obviously, you said that uh, the teams were ready and they mobilized and they were active. But could it have been improved if you know there were more medical staff on hand, or can you just comment about the struggling workforce in general at your hospital? Sure, I'll have Steph comment on that, and then I can add to that. Thank you. I don't think that our first responders and those that took care of any of the patients in the hospital could have done any better. As Stephanie said, we are were armed and ready to go, and they did what needed to be done. When I say struggling, they're struggling just like you and are, and unbelievably um, heartbroken that this happened in our backyard. And we all train for this. We're all prepared to take care of these children, but it doesn't negate the fact that it's still not normal for people to see many, many people wounded by gunshots. And so they are really struggling emotionally, not struggling showing up for the kids. They did their job to the fullest. Now we're here to support their uh, mental and emotional well-being going forward. I think a lot of us were shocked when we heard that nine children were shot yesterday and probably feeling relieved today that so many children have been discharged. 
the three who are remaining, can you just describe maybe what additional challenges they may be having? I can just tell you that the three that are remaining, we expect a full recovery. Um, I can't give any more detail than that out of respect for their families, um, but they are stabilized, they're doing well, and um, I think prayers and hope for them is exactly what they need. And Stephanie, one more, back to the mental health element of all this. The incident is over, but the lingering effects will be mm -hmm. there for a while. We're hearing that a lot of kids called in out of school today. Uh, do you expect to see that? What are the lingering effects that you're worried about? So uh, we're extremely worried. Um, this is coming on the heels of a pandemic where rates of anxiety and depression doubled for young people. We have a mental health campaign that we've already been working on to expand our breadth so we can reach more kids. And now we have more kids that have experienced trauma. So yes, we're anticipating a huge increase in need in our community and we're actively working on how to respond to it effectively. But it's, it's a big task. Last question for the families here. What can you tell us about what they've been telling you, what they've been feeling, seeing their kids in, in this situation that, frankly, no parent should ever have to see their children in? Right. Um, the comments that we've received so far of thanks from them at this point, I want to go back to a comment I made last night and how they feel and how we responded. They're, they're fearful. They're scared. And what they need from us in the community is support and reassurance that the first step that we can give them is back to physical health. And the next step that we'll offer is back to mental health. And how do we work to make that child and their family whole again? Stephanie, uh, several Chiefs players mentioned that they wanted to reach out to some of the families. I'm just curious if that's happening. Um, so the Chiefs players have been extremely supportive, as the, well as the Chiefs organization. They have reached out to us, and we're managing that accordingly. Um, we want to make sure that we're focusing on our patients and our kids and families first, then our staff, and then we will have them help with that. Okay, thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. Folks, you've been watching a live. Okay, they wrapped it up. They're at Children's Mercy Hospital. Uh, we will be speaking with a child psychologist at 315, I believe. Yes, there are times that I really wish I was back um, with my news hat on in, in situations like that because I have so many follow-up questions for the outstanding professionals at Children's Mercy today. It's one of the reasons we have um, a child psychiatrist coming on twice during our program. Um, it is important and necessary, Scott, that we focus on the children who were injured, their families, yeah. those in the immediate um, vicinity of those who were injured. But for the purpose of our show today, we have to have a conversation about the community and the children and adults who were just there because you don't have to be shot to suffer trauma from what happened yesterday, and I really wish someone had asked them about that. Um, tune in at 3.15 and at 5.30. I really do fear in the next couple of days, three days, four days, five days, there are going to be feelings coming out that people have never experienced before, and that includes the children who weren't physically injured, but maybe who were there, maybe who got separated from mom and dad. Or saw something they shouldn't. Or saw something they shouldn't. Saw mm -hmm. a woman... Um, knocked over in a wheelchair. All of that is trauma and needs to be discussed on top of the obvious trauma of those who were injured. Telephone number here is 913-586-7798. So we have some news from the uh, Dan Weinbaum in the newsroom. 
Some news with a caveat, because when you first announce this, it's going to make people mad, but I don't think it's what it sounds like. Right. So yesterday, three people were taken into custody. Two juveniles, one adult. You guys all saw the adult on television. He was wearing red, uh, was being carted off by police. He has been released. It is thought, and we'll visit with Gene Peters Baker at 4.30 this afternoon. It is thought that he had nothing to do with what happened yesterday. He was just there and may have had a couple too many beers. He has been released. Two juveniles remain in custody in connection with what happened yesterday. We'll visit with former Kansas City Police Captain Mark Terman in just a moment. But first, let's go to the phones. Uh, a lot of you guys want to jump in. Uh, Janet in Overland Park. Janet, good afternoon. Hello. Janet, hello. Janet going once. Tracy in Olathe. Tracy. Hello. Um, I work out with the lady um, that works at children that works at Children's Mercy, and she works in the PACU, which is the when they come out of OR, uh, so it's post anesthesia. Yeah. So she was telling me that yesterday, um, you know, they brought the kids in, and there were three kids that did have surgery, and she just asked this cop that was there, you know, why are you still here? What are you doing? And he said well, I'm waiting for surgery to be over because I need to collect the bullet for evidence. And she just said, oh, my God, in my wildest dreams, I never thought I would hear that on my job. Mm. It's awful. And it's a it's an important reminder, Tracy. You know, I told the story of the nurse who called in yesterday and she was crying that our health care providers need help, too, because, oh, yes, yeah. they see things that most of us do not see. But I think even yesterday, they would tell you, was was overwhelming. The system was overwhelmed. Um, I, I do want to shout out to those who organized this event. I don't think we could have had more security. I don't know what else could have been done to stop this. But do you know they had trauma tents on scene, Scott? Mm -hmm. They had trauma tents on scene, which you have to have anytime there are that many people gathered. If you have, I don't know, a guy fall out of a tree and lose his pants. If you have drunken disorderly, if you have someone that falls and hits their head. Those trauma tents and the medical professionals inside those trauma tents saved lives when Amen. this happened yesterday. Amen. Saved lives. Telephone number here is 913-586-7798. 586-7798. Janet in Overland Park. Hello. Hi. Um, Long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you. I was so impressed with your coverage yesterday. You wore your news hats flawlessly. It was journalism at its finest. You were verbally able to express how all of us were feeling. You had info before the local radio or TV stations were able to report. I have always loved your show, but my respect for the three of you has skyrocketed. I hope you win an award. Oh. Well, Janet, we, we didn't do it for that. No. Thank you, thank you for the very kind words. One of the beautiful things about being in this space um, versus being out down at the scene, it's easier to control yep. and attain the information coming in. I want to say something for a moment about Laura Moritz and Lynn Jennings, who were out live when those bullets started flying. I'm glad you're about to do this. Go ahead. Some of the most outstanding mm -hmm. journalism that I have ever witnessed and we were doing that in tandem with what we were doing in here. Scott, they had IFBs in. They had headphones on. They did not hear 
immediately and understand what had happened. Their security detail heard it. Their security heard it and said, that is gunfire, get down. And there was a point in, in when any breaking news happens like that where you have to decide what do we do with our crew out in the field. And Laura Moritz looked into that camera and said, don't you dare take us off the air. We are staying on the air. And they had security. They got to a safe place. And they did their jobs all night long bringing information to people who were at home. And I think we provided in, in tandem, but in, in sort of a, a different parallel universe, all of the people flooding into their cars just trying to reunite, try to, trying to understand what happened. And so we're so thankful for our listening audience today who, despite the trauma they witnessed, called in to say, these streets are shut down. This is what I saw. This is what I felt. They, they crushed it. They well, were great. And you heard them on the air. Their mics were still hot when Laura was saying, mm-hmm. we're staying on. Yep. 913-586-7798. We will visit with former Kansas City Police Captain Mark Terman, good friend of the program, when we return here on Dana and Parks. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Know this, and hear me now and believe me later, this is an amazing city, and we are strong, and we are resilient, and I refuse, I refuse to let a couple of morons with guns steal my joy. Joining us on the KMZ Hotline, former Kansas City, Missouri, police captain, good friend of the program, good friend of ours. Mark Terman. Hello, Mark. 
Hi, Scott. Hi, Dana. Hey, you all did great yesterday, and thank you for having me on today. And um, let's continue. Let's 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 continue the the getting healthy. Yep. So, Mark, you have worked so many of these events, and you know that every single I was dotted, every T was crossed. We've talked about the hundreds and hundreds of law enforcement there, the partners, both state, local, county, and federal. Uh, we had snipers on the roofs. And still this happened. And so I guess tell us what your first thoughts were as this unfolded and then kind of walk us through what, if anything more, could be done. I I just don't I think the answer is nothing. But please tell me that I'm wrong. Well, my first thoughts, of course, were, you know, know, what's happening? Why is this happening? And the first thoughts really being, is this something of a national nature? That's where that's where my head tends to go first. And absent that, and it, I think it was fairly clear right away to the PD that it probably wasn't. And that's what Chief Graves has indicated today, is that this was not of national concern. So that leaves us with, well, what is it? Well, it's, you know, two people getting into a disagreement and settling it with guns in a public arena and that's not good so getting back to your question of how do we deal with it it's really hard the pd did a great job and and i might add it wasn't just kansas city there were departments all over the metropolitan area kansas uh, missouri missouri highway patrol kansas highway patrol kdi everybody was participating in this in one form or another and um they did a great job So it gets very, when you getting back to my point, is that when you're trying to deal with the outliers being this, people having an argument and settling it with guns, it's the same old question that we ask ourselves every day in certain parts of the metro. How do we stop the violence? And um, it's an important question. Uh, Here, it just kind of played itself out on the fringes. Like we've seen in Westport, uh, we saw that. Uh, we've seen it in, in many different parts of the city before. Some, of, the, some somebody, of these are going to be kids, Mark. Yeah, yeah. It's it's bad. It's The result is bad. And, and yet here we have the same thing of um, people having guns and discharging them to solve a problem. Mark, how do you process a crime scene this large? Well, uh, it's interesting that the crime scene is one aspect, and then I'll I'll do a follow-up with the uh, follow-up investigations, what's going on right now, what started last night. Uh, So the crime scene, securing it, they did a really good job securing it really quickly. That's how we got people in custody so quickly. Uh, They were on it. There were people there. They secure it. And then, as you know, that through the night, the crime scene technicians take over and they're literally mapping out every every bit of it. Wherever there's a shell casing, they're mapping it. Wherever there's an item or blood or whatever, where the person is fallen, where the people are arrested, they map it all out. They actually create a, a map similar to what we do in crash reconstruction. And then, but the bigger aspect and the more difficult one is going back through and getting enough personnel to do the investigation itself. And that is going, speaking with all the victims or as many 
that we can, speaking with witnesses, gathering witnesses. We had one of the witnesses after um, I saw on CNN, he was taking, he was one of the ones, I'll take uh, one of the suspects down. Yeah. Or one, one of their, I'm sorry, persons of interest down. And then uh, he went home. Well, his home is in Omaha, Nebraska. So we have to get an interview with him as quickly as possible, he and his wife. So that's really important. That's where the federal partners come in. And the there FBI go. can go up there, there we and go. do the investigation and do the interviews. And and they and that's where the coordination with the PD, well, what's asked and what are some more specifics? And uh, But you think of this all every every family, you're going to send two detectives out to speak to the family right away notify them, get them the help that they need. You know, obviously it's a high stress situation, get them to the hospital to see their loved ones or at least be there for them. And along the way, they're asking questions. Do they have any enemies? You know, what's the history? Establishing uh, connections or not connections with the possible shooters. There's so much to it. So you have that aspect and with 22 victims, uh, just do the multiplication. Then you're sending out, like the caller said, detectives to each of the hospitals to recover evidence and establish chain of custody. Mark, then w- real quick, and then and keep going with with yeah. the, a scene this massive. Do the surrounds and partners step in and help to do some of the interviews and the legwork, or is this all on Kansas City? A great question. Um, a lot of times that they'll, if they have investigative assets like the Highway Patrol. FBI, of course, ATF, uh, they'll engage them first and foremost. And of course they can go, they have the full realm of, and they can go anywhere. Um, So you'll do the investigative efforts right away with the federal partners. Um, Additionally, you might use uh, other partners to go. We're issuing subpoenas, I'm sure, to all the media stations for all their video. You know, we've done that in the past as you to get because you can't just go ask for it. So that's really important. All that stuff is coming together and think of the volumes of information. And then it comes back and you have one sergeant that has been appointed um, in this case from the homicide unit. And he or she is coordinating all of that information and collating it and seeing what they're missing, building the case file, uh, additionally reaching out to the prosecutor's office and working in tandem with uh, Jean Peter Baker, uh, you know, getting the information she needs to either file charges or in this case, they're releasing somebody. In any event, it's, it's a monumental effort and the amount of work that goes into behind the scenes now is just incredible. Well, and SWAT. Somebody's going to be busting in a door today, and they don't come quietly. No, they don't. They don't come quietly, and the uh, tactical units will, you know, if they're they're giving an assignment, they do it right away. And then they'll have follow-up. You know, there's going to be a lot of follow-up to this. And I know with uh, Chief Graves and um, the prosecutor's office, they're working on reducing crime in Kansas City, and part of that on their mission has been to do the follow-up and attach, well, who else is involved? Is this a group that was fighting? Is it just kids? Is there any sort of gang nexus, not to the incident itself, but maybe to these kids? 
Um, and they're looking at all of that, and then they'll be doing follow-ups, and that's when SWAT in particular gets involved. Mark, do we so you can see? Do, do we yeah. have to reevaluate how we do? You know, God willing, the the Chiefs end up winning another Super Bowl in the next couple or of the years. Royals, whatever. Uh, do we have to reevaluate the way that we handle these sorts of situations? Uh, whether we even have a parade anymore? Do we go to the stadiums? You know, there's there's a lot of commentary on that right now, and I think the real after action is being done by KCPD with uh, the partners, everybody who participated. And I think they'll be, from the police perspective, they'll be asking that uh, certainly. And they know that there are a whole lot more assets than you and I know about that were in play. Uh, but looking at it from the NFL's perspective, that's going to be a question I'm sure they're going to be asking. I don't, I don't know what that answer would be. Mark, um, let's talk about the backpacks. Everyone has seen the videos of all the backpacks lined up uh, somewhere over by the Fed uh, and the guns. <laughs> um, when I saw those backpacks, I thought if I saw a group of people roaming around wearing masks with backpacks, would that have triggered something in my mind to maybe get a police officer and say this looks out of place? You can't control a million people in one spot like with a metal detector the way you can at Arrowhead that, look, you can't bring a bag in. And I'm not pointing fingers at anybody, but like, would that have been something as a law enforcement officer if you saw some kids with a backpack or dot, 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 as a parent, Mark, would you have thought, well, they're here with a backpack because they're out of school and the kid looks like he's 13 years old. Yeah, the backpack thing is kind of interesting. It does present a lot of issues. There are a lot of questions. Um, again, that's going to be clearly one of the things that's asked. Um, putting in or asking people if you're coming to the location, carry your items in a clear bag like we do for the stadiums right now. I don't think that's unreasonable, uh, an unreasonable request uh, in this day and age. Uh, again, that's part of the examination and what they're going to do in the future. Uh, one of the um, where we might look is like the Boston Marathon and how they're proceeding now. And what do they ask their, the people who are yep. watching? What are the rules there in right offhand? I, I, I said the I same thing that. yesterday, Mark, to Scott. He said, we're not going to have a parade anymore. And I said, babe, they had a uh, Boston Marathon the year after the Boston bombing. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, it's too early to say we're going to strip all of the joy from from the love for this team and, and the love, do you know what I'm saying, Mark? It's there's time to reconstruct and deconstruct and, and figure out, can we do things better? And I'm sure that those conversations are already being had, but I don't know just, just saying blanketly, we can't ever come together as a city like that. It, that's unfair. That's unfair to this city. Yeah. I think it's unfair and unreasonable. I, I think, you know, look at the event. It was a great event. It went off beautifully. The parade route, you look at all the media attention or all the video from the parade, it was amazing. That's what I was doing. I was watching it on TV. And you could see just people with tons of joy and everybody was behaving. It was beautiful. Can, can I ask you and a personal, Mark, a personal difficult question? Yeah. Did part of you what? wish you were down there? Oh, 100%. If you can hear it in my voice, yeah, absolutely. What would you have done? I I would have done anything that I could at that time, uh, depending where I was located. Um, but, you know, of course, you always want to be 
in the middle of it, solving, being part of the solution. You know, look at whatever, I was very, very proud of all the law enforcement and the EMTs and fire. Everybody did what they were supposed to do. They ran towards the incident. They didn't run away. They ran right to it. And, and they and did it appropriately. Mark, let me, let me jump in here for a second. That cannot be said enough. The, the natural, and, and I said this on countless radio interviews this morning, the, the natural human instinct, and I know we're late for break, I don't care, um, is to run away when you hear gunfire. But to watch these men and women wearing uniforms and badges running toward the gunfire, the danger, was nothing short of inspirational, uh, heartbreaking, heartwarming at the same time. I, I couldn't have been more proud. The paramedics. To the call EMS, myself a Kansas City in last Do not night. forget the paramedics who oh, ran 100%. toward the gunfire and yep. started doing chest compressions, full well knowing we are in the middle of an active shooter situation. And, and in the middle of an absolute atrocity, a tragedy. Right. And, and that's what professionals do. You know, that's what professionals do. And maybe after break, I want to share something that KCPD has put out for our own people to when we talk about peer support. Please. And I think there are four aspects that are really important that everybody needs to hear because it works for everybody. It's All right, Mark, just, Mark, hang tight. We'll, yeah. we'll keep you over. Uh, we need to take a very quick break. Sam Steve the third. She is Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. Welcome back. Uh, former Kansas City, Missouri Police Captain Mark Terman. Uh, Mark, I don't know if you heard the news earlier, but uh, Dan Weinbaum jumped in. There, there had been three people who were taken into custody. Uh, the adult has been released. It is believed he had nothing to do with the shooting, but two teenagers remain in custody. Surely there had to be more people involved. Oh, I, I have to imagine that there are. And it's just a question, and that's the whole idea behind the, you know, the investigation. You do it correctly, and you may take somebody in custody, and that's why they're a person of interest, not a suspect. And you do the proper investigation, and then either you charge or you release. Now, there's also the point that you may not have enough to charge at the time, and they're involved with something, so it's called uh, they're getting PFI'd. Uh, and uh, you may come back later with a warrant for their arrest. Mark, how long uh, is that hold? Time. Legally, how long is that hold? Oh, geez. I, it used to be a 20-hour hold. Uh, then I think it's up to 24. I think we're at 24 hours right now. Yeah. It's either 24 or 48. Honestly, I'm not sure. To, to what extent, Mark, does surveillance in that space help this investigation and follow-up question when there is an event of that size, are surveillance cameras added in addition to what would already be down there in that public space? So uh, the first answer to your question is yes, there's quite a bit. Um, does it help? Absolutely. Um, with all of that said, um, there's, there's so much video out there and combing through it will take hours and hours. It'll take days. In fact, if not weeks, going through all of our stuff, 
plus all the media stuff and then anything anybody has individually. Uh, your request yesterday for people with information to contact the PD was so important because people may have inadvertently filmed the shooting and they didn't know what they were filming. All of a sudden they get home and they're looking at their own video and they're saying, oh point. my, look what I got. Great and, point. Uh, that happens a lot, actually, in a lot of these incidents. Former Kansas City, Missouri police captain, good friend of the program, Mark Terman, thank you for your time, your expertise, and your comments today, Mark. It is my pleasure. May I give you guys the four S's in the recovery for post-trauma? Yes, please. Uh, number one, social support, really important. You cannot get enough of it. And uh, Colonel Dave Grossman said, pain shared is pain divided. Joy shared is joy multiplied. Mm. Physical and emotional support, you know, uh, establishing these is important, helpful. Ask ourselves what it means for us and having people around. Uh, uh, satisfy basic needs. In other words, make sure you're eating, you're staying hydrated, and that you're getting sleep and you have the, you know, somebody around as well. And lastly, uh, help with getting skills and strategies for coping. And uh, as the commentary here says, whatever healthy skills and strategies have been helpful for you, keep doing those. So that's very briefly the four S's. That's something our department put out today. And I think it's very helpful. Mark, always appreciate your time. Thank you for it. Be safe, my friend. Thank you. Be safe. All right, be well. We love you, man. Be good. Quick break for the news. Dan Weinbaum has that coming up in two minutes here on Dana and Parks. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 